Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Kim Peek. I am your hostess for Power Up Your Performance. And I am back after a one-week hiatus. I was at the Ragnar Napa Valley race last week and then took a little vacation in wine country while we were in California. Unfortunately, since we've been back, they have had new wildfires, which are devastating, but I enjoyed my time there while it lasted. Ragnar, if you have never done a Ragnar race, I just have to tell you a little bit about this. This was such a fun experience. It was my first Ragnar and It is a team relay race. There are the road races have teams of 12, six people per van, and each team has two vans. And you take turns running, kind of leapfrogging each other. The, in our case, from San Francisco to Napa Valley, which was approximately 200 miles. We started at 8.30 a.m. on a Friday morning, and we finished at 3.30 in the afternoon on Saturday, which was giving us about 31 hours of running time. And it was so much fun. We hardly got any sleep. We ran through the night. I was in van one, and van one had most of the nighttime dark hours. So two of my legs were run in the dark. One of those... The one I ran at around midnight was like something out of a Halloween movie. It was so spooky. You, because they have a staggered start time, are not necessarily running with anybody. So it's a different experience than when you run a marathon or a half marathon or a 5K or any kind of a local road race where you're with a pack all the time. In this case, we all had to have our reflective vests and a headlamp and then a flashing tail light so that people from us could see us from behind. And there were points where I could only see this distant blinking of this person's green lights around their shoes in front of me. And we're running the the run I did during the middle of the night. We're running on this trail that is a paved trail with thick trees on both sides of us And it was a little bit of fog around the edges. And I could see my breath because it was pretty chilly and a little bit of mist coming down. It just felt like something out of a scary movie. And so I'm running and running and running. And then all of a sudden, I see that person with the green shoes slow down. And then I pass them. And as I'm passing, I had to check on her to see how she was doing because she was running at such a great pace up until that point. And it was a spooky trail. And she said that she started walking because she got spooked. So we, we ran together for a little bit until we kind of got out of that section. And it was such an adventure. My last leg that I ran was almost entirely uphill, which was just crazy. And that was about at 4.30 in the morning. But it was such a fun trip. We had a great time with the people in our van And of course, a great celebration afterwards. We visited a bunch of wineries in the Napa Valley area and just had a great post-race vacation. 
I also wanted to say about that, though, that for about eight weeks before that race, I had been really, really worried about if I was even going to be able to run because I did something to one of my knees, kind of tweaked it maybe when I was running or walking. There was no moment where I knew exactly like, oh my gosh, I hurt myself. It just kind of all of a sudden couldn't bend my knee and then it hurt to put weight on it. And so I had really been in a panic. And fortunately, I have a great sports chiropractor and I kept on asking him, oh my gosh, when am I going to have to tell my team that I am going to flake out? When am I going to have to tell my team that they lost a member and we need to find somebody to replace me? I mean, and how do you even do that when you're committed to a race halfway across the country that your team has been training for all year long and, and then to leave them one person down. So I was in a bit of a panic because I knew I had this commitment that I needed to follow through on. And the whole time my chiropractor kept on telling me, don't worry, you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to run on it. It's going to get better. And it slowly got better and better and better as we got closer to the race. And I have to say on race day, my knee did not hurt even once. And still after the race, throughout the whole vacation, even this week, I feel absolutely no knee pain. So if you live in the Kansas City area and you need a good sports chiropractor, send me an email, powerofrun at gmail.com. I have your person. Seriously, he's amazing. And he has been what our family calls the miracle worker. He has always been able to fix up both me and my children for any types of any kind of situation that we've encountered. He is the guy. So on that note, I want to tell you about something else exciting that I have been working on. You know, last year we had the booties and burpees challenge and it involved last year. I had it go from Thanksgiving until Christmas this year. I am extending it. We're going to start on Thanksgiving day, but we're going to go through new year's day this year to make sure that you are getting all of the skills and habits that you need to make 2019 a huge success. So I always like to tell people that I don't have magic pills or quick fixes. I am not somebody who's going to promise you huge results in the minimum amount of time because you all know, I know you know this, you have to do the work if you want results. The people who did this last year with me had a variety of fitness levels. Some were people who had never worked out. Some were people who had been kind of chilling and taking it easy for a while and decided it was time to get moving again. And then I also had some of my hardcore runners in the program. So it was a whole variety of people, but we had one thing in common. And that was we all wanted to stay on track, get on track for the new year. And we didn't want the holidays to derail us. We didn't want to get distracted from our mission, from our goals, from those things that we know we want to go after in the new year. Because you know, sometimes we all do this too. There's so many parties, so much stress. We don't get enough sleep. We skip our workouts. We nibble on all of the junk food that's in front of us. And I am not saying that you have to deprive yourself in any way. If this is what you live for, you go for it. But if you want some tools to help with your self-control and to help you set yourself up for a successful 2019, I have some tips for you in this program. 
So another thing that we've talked about off and on on the podcast and in some of my groups this year is that at the beginning of January of this year, when I started some of my running programs and the group fitness programs, I was really sad because I had so many people start off strong and then drop out. And it doesn't matter if I'm offering a free program or a paid program. It doesn't matter if it's me or a celebrity trainer. I talked to a lot of those people over the summer when I was at San Diego, in San Diego at the Idea World Fitness Conference. And it doesn't matter who you are, who's offering the program. There is always a huge high dropout rate. And that makes me so sad because I put my heart into all of these programs that I offer people. And so I spent last year kind of studying, trying to figure out what is it that sets apart achievers from people who let their goals fizzle out and they just kind of forget about it and move on to the next thing. So I spent a lot of time studying that. And I decided that one of the things that was missing from my booties and burpees program last year was the brain training component. So this year I am calling it booties, burpees, and brains, because in addition to getting some great workouts, we're also going to do some brain training. I want to help you crush your goals. And so I am going to incorporate some of my best tips to help you establish some habits and just a lifestyle, way of living to set up your environment in a way that will help you be successful. So I am going to offer two different ways that we can do this this year. I have a free version that will take you from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day, just like the paid version. And in that free version, you get a weekly email from me with the brain training exercises, plus links to all the physical workouts, the booties, the burpees, whatever we do. And you get support in our booties and burpees Facebook group. Some of you might already be in that group. And that's great. We are going to continue on. And if you go to my website, there is a sign-up form and you can just go to the page, put in your name and email address. And that way you can make sure that you get all of the weekly emails to help keep you on track. So that program, the free program is going to be great. It's going to help you make some serious changes that will set you on the path for success. But if you want more, I'm offering a paid version. It will only be $14, which gives you 41 days of training. In this version, I'm going to give you the Facebook group and links to exercises, videos for exercises, the brain training exercises, everything mentioned in the free group. But I'm also going to give you some Facebook Lives where we'll do some group coaching. You can ask me your questions. I'll give you a little bit of homework. We'll make it interactive so that it is like having a coach in your corner so that you have some accountability. And of course, that is only as good as the effort that you put into it, but it's one more way to help hold you accountable through this busy holiday season. I'm also going to give exclusive webinars and other content recipes, and we'll have some viewing parties, maybe some Facebook live workout sessions, just more things to mix it up so that I am in your face holding you accountable more often during this season. And again, there's a link on my page for how you can join the upgraded version for just $14. Also remember, 
$14, guys, that is nothing. That's like two Starbucks in the morning or one lunch out. Brown bag it for a day or two and make up that money if you're worried about the cost. So I just wanted to tell you all about that. You can go to crushingmygoals.com. And at the top of my page, there's a little blue bar that tells you to click here to sign up for booties and burpees. You go to that page. You can read all about it. Sign up for the free version. And there's some links in there if you want the paid version. So there you have that. Now, today's main topic, I want to talk about things we can learn from dogs. And before you shut me off and think I'm nuts, I just have to tell you, I was one of those people who never wanted a dog. My girls begged and begged and begged for a pet. They begged for a dog their entire lives. And it wasn't till the week before my oldest daughter left for college that they finally got me to break down and get a dog. And now I cannot imagine my life. I cannot imagine our lives without my three dogs. That's right. I have three dogs now, not just the one that I caved in on. So how did we get this first dog? We were at a fundraiser for a musical theater group that my girls participate in. And there was a dog in the live auction. And a friend of ours was holding the dog outside the doors. And one of my girls was like, mom, I have to go to the bathroom. Me, I jump up and take her, not knowing that there is a dog behind this door. And so they kind of tricked me into falling in love with this itty bitty baby beagle right as we, you know, before the auction even started. So the auction comes up and I'm like, no, we are not getting a dog. We are not getting a dog. We are not getting a dog. I am not going to cave. They come right up to our table with this sweet dog and the girls asked if their mom, me, could hold it. And so I thought, okay, if this dog is sweet and it loves me, we might have a problem. She gave me the biggest kiss and she was the tiniest little handful of a sweet, sweet beagle. And that was it. And my husband, knowing that he finally had me at a weak moment, bid and bid and bid on that dog and made sure my kids got that dog before I came to my senses and realized this was a mistake. So we took the dog home and we decided to name her Mabel. She is a sweet, sweet beagle, the tiniest little fluff ball, the most loving little thing. But shortly thereafter, we realized that beagles are a little bit naughty. And had I really done my research, I'm not sure I would have bought a beagle because beagles have a mind of their own and they are, they, they cannot think because their nose thinks for them. They will follow any scent and they will escape out your front door so that they can track a scent. Anyway, Mabel was a little bit naughty. And so I consulted some people and they suggested that we take her to doggy daycare so that she could be socialized because that would help her behavior. So we took her to doggy daycare and that was all good. But then a couple of days later, my youngest daughter suggested that we go to look at some other dogs. And I thought we were just window shopping. That was what we had planned on doing was window shopping. And then we fell in love with a little Sheltie Poo, who was another fuzzball. Her face is 
at the time was half white and half black. She kind of reminded me of Corella DeVille's black and white hair in the Disney movie. And we just knew we had to have her. So we brought her home and they became sisters. And amazingly, Miss Mabel's behavior turned around because she needed a companion. And so we had two dogs and we absolutely adore both of these dogs. They're both such sweet, sweet girls. We have Mabel and Cassie. So the first thing about dogs that I think we can learn from dogs is that dogs are fabulous companions. Mabel and Cassie needed a companion so that they could have have a pack. And they love being part of a pack and being together. They are each other's best friends, but they also adore their people. They show their affection, which is a great thing we can learn from dogs. My dogs are always the first people, thing, being, the first ones to greet me when I come home. I know that the minute I come in through that garage door and open the door out of the laundry room to come into the house, that Cassie, my Sheltie Poo, will be there wagging her tail so crazy. And they're loyal. My dogs follow me around the house all day long. They want to be with me. And when I leave and they get sad and I come back, They are so happy to see me because they just want to spend time with me. They also are willing to wait for me. They're always eager to join me, especially if I'm going for a walk or a run. And when I don't take them, they will often sit there and cry by the door. Sometimes Cassie will sit there and wait in the window, watching out the door the whole time I am gone. But they understand that they weren't invited to go. And I know that I need my time, my one-on-one, my me time sometimes. And so when I come home, they're always glad to see me. So I get my time, they wait for me, but they're still there when I'm ready to return, which is another great lesson for people, I think, to give our, our friends and family space to be who they are. They also show their fangs when necessary but are willing to kiss and make up. At night, Cassie loves to cuddle. And she almost always at night will get really possessive over her toys. And she'll take a toy to the couch if we're just hanging out or take a couch to the bed if it's time to crawl or take a toy to bed if it's time to crawl into bed. And if Mabel comes over and wants that toy, she shows her fangs. Sometimes she gets a little possessive over me too. If Mabel wants some of mama time, Cassie will show her fangs too because Cassie has already claimed me. But once that conflict is over, they are always willing to kiss and make up and they forget about whatever that thing was that bothered them so quickly. They, they don't hold grudges. Why do we hold grudges? People always say that That's a big difference between having boy children and girl children is boys will go duke it out and girls just dwell on things and hold grudges. Dogs don't do that. We can learn a lot from our dogs. They also don't care if your house is a mess or if you haven't showered. In fact, your dog probably loves it more 
when your kitchen is a little bit messy because there's crumbs on the floor. And I know that my dogs absolutely love it when I pick them up after I've been running and they can lick all that gross sweat off me. Yes, I get baths from my dogs. How sad is that? But they don't care. And and this is a great lesson for this time of year, isn't it? That the people who love us most don't care what we look like. They don't care what our house looks like. I know at Christmas time for me or during the holidays, Thanksgiving, all I want is to be with my family and friends. I don't care if there's a big fancy meal. I would be completely content with a pizza or cookies or just a gathering where we sit around and talk. It doesn't have to be anything special. The people who love you most don't care what your house looks like. They don't care if your house is all decked out for Christmas or for whatever season, whatever holiday you, you celebrate. They don't care. They just want your presence to be with you during this time of the year. And, and I think that's just something that we should think about when we get all stressed out during the holiday season is that buying all the gifts and decorating and making sure you have all the right food is not, should not be what your priority is. It shouldn't stress you out. Instead, think about how you can tailor your day, tailor this time of year so that you are able to spend quality time with the people that are most important to you. I have another story about Mabel and Cassie, and this one involves my daughter. I have a daughter who has really severe food allergies and asthma. And it is crazy to me every time she gets hospitalized or we have to go to the ER or the urgent care for a breathing-related matter, it's like our dogs know. We come home and they will each get on the couch or the bed, one on each side of her. And it's like they're protecting her, showing her that they're there because they care. And sometimes after we've gone to the ER, Sarah is worried that to go to bed at night. She's worried that she'll stop breathing. And it never, ever fails. One of the two dogs will climb in bed and sleep right at her head the entire night. And what does that do? It relaxes Sarah enough that she can let go of her fears and she can fall asleep. And you hear about this even with people who have certain medical conditions. Sometimes there's dogs that are trained to be with a diabetic family member. You hear about this often where dogs just know and Dogs also can help bring your blood pressure down. They're great for stress and anxiety. And actually, that brings up the story of my third dog. I said I have a third dog. So we also got a third dog, a second Sheltie Poo, to be an emotional support animal for my oldest daughter. She has anxiety and was really kind of getting stressed out at college and There is so much great research, so much proof that dogs, especially, are great therapy animals. Now, hers is not a therapy dog. Hers is just an emotional support animal, which means it doesn't have to be specially trained. All it is is a dog who is there to give you love and attention. And I think it has been great for her on a stressful day 
to have this sweet, loving animal to come home that she can pet and get kisses from and snuggle with. And when you have even sick patients in hospitals or elderly patients or people with blood pressure problems, dogs are great therapy. They can bring your blood pressure down, your breathing normal, get your heart rate back to normal because they're just such a calming influence. And so that is one of my last reasons for what you can learn from dogs. They are calming. They are caring. They are great caretakers. They are great guardian angels. They are so loving. And I'm sure all my family members who are listening to this are just dying laughing right now because I really was super not a dog fan before we got our three sweet babies. As we head into the holiday season, into our busy week, as you get into your shopping and if you're a Black Friday shopper, I hope you'll remember these lessons from dogs. Be kind, be caring, be loving. Show your friends and family how much you love them. Don't hold grudges. And remember that your family members, like your dog, love you even when you're a big mess. Have a great week, everybody. Do go to my webpage, www.crushingmygoals.com. Click on the blue box near the top that tells you to head over to the Booties and Burpees and Brains 2018 Challenge. And from there, you should get all of the information. We start on Thanksgiving morning, and I cannot wait to work with you. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.